Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and I want to welcome you to the Bible in a Year podcast. With me today is Mr. None Other than the illustrious, the um, inimitable, the incomparable, the infamous <laughs> Mr. Jeff Cavins. Hey, good to be with you. <laughs> Jeff, I'm so grateful um, for actually we're going to as we kick off like this, this, this podcast, this Bible in a Year podcast, um, one of the things that I think it needs to be said before anything else is that um, this Bible in a Year podcast is following uh, basically a um, template that you designed, that that you came upon when it came to the Great Adventure Bible Timeline, which has probably, I, I don't want to just start this whole thing off by by going over the top, but for me, I've said this many times, I've told this to anyone who asks or anyone who will listen, uh, that that uh, Great Adventure Bible Timeline was the most significant um most significant tool that I've ever encountered, that ever um, I've ever used, that has gotten me more. Uh, there's nothing has been better to get me more deeply into the Bible than the Great Adventure Bible Timeline, and I'm just really grateful, uh, not only for you and for that, but also that here you are now uh, as we begin this Catholic Bible or the Bible in a Year podcast, um, that we get to use this thing that has changed my life, maybe more than any other study I've ever done in my entire life. So wow. thank you. Well, that's, that's, uh, I appreciate that very much. And uh, you and I have known each other for quite a while, and it's, it's a lot of fun getting together because we talk about the Word of God constantly, and we're always sharing insights, and, and myself included. You mentioned uh, you know, the tool as far as uh, your own life. Mine, too. People come up so often, and they say, wow, that really changed my life, you know, the Bible timeline. I said, well, not as much as mine. <laughs> you know, I had no idea. And we can talk about that a little bit later, but I had no idea that when I was uh, 25 years old, that a 48 hour period was going to define the rest of my life and I was going to live in it. And that, but you know, it, it speaks of the story, really not us, but the story of salvation history. And that's, that's what you're going to be bringing people through. So it's going to be exciting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm overwhelmingly excited about it for not only for like anyone who's going to be listening to this and going to be journeying with us, but, um, for even the people that I know that are in my life. So I have um, a sister and a brother-in-law. I have a couple sisters and brothers-in-law, but um, one in particular who got the Great Adventure Bible, um, maybe, I guess, maybe three or four months ago now, and uh, maybe a little longer than that. I think it was April. <laughs> who knows? Time just all happens. But uh, she not only got the Great Adventure Bible, but she also was like, hey, what's a good Bible study? I'm like, okay, the Great Adventure Bible timeline, you need to do it. So she and her husband started it and I was over at their house uh, a couple days ago and I picked up her Great Adventure Bible and I saw that that ribbon was still somewhere in the book of Genesis. And I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful because the the podcast is going to help people who are trying to get through, who just like, you know, you kind of bottom out sometimes or you just kind of get the log jam becomes so much that uh, it's like, oh, how do I break through to the next book and keep on moving? Because that's one of the things that I found when it came to reading the Bible and when it came to doing the Great Adventure Bible Timeline is that sometimes it was like, oh, shoot, I can't sit down right now or I'm not finding the time or making the time to sit down and reading through the next section. That yeah. the whole idea behind yeah. the podcast is like, okay, no, you just get to let the word of God like kind of wash over you in a different way. Um, and to be able to not just get through it, that's not the, the point, but the to allow it to get through to you, really, uh, right. by the word of God being proclaimed. So so not only for the people who will be listening, but also for my family members who, um, you know, all of us at times can struggle to, like, let's keep on going. Let's keep on moving through the word of God and let it keep changing us um, and let it keep shaping our lens. Well, in, in a nutshell, Father, um, 
uh, it's probably good to share with uh, those who are joining us. In a nutshell, what are, what are you going to be doing uh, over okay. the over yeah. the entire year? And then be fun to go kind of deep into that and look at the you know the Bible in our lives as Catholics and uh, also in our lives individually. You know, personally, what does the Word of God mean to us? And and I'm curious what it, what it's meant to you. And uh, I know it's meant to, uh, the whole world to me. Yeah, yeah. No, well, the idea behind the whole thing was um, was. So what I found myself doing is I found myself listening to a lot of we've we you and I have talked about this in you know just in various phone calls over the last six months. But one of the things I found myself doing was I was taking in all this uh, input. I was listening to a lot of different voices when it came to different podcasts and YouTube videos. People who are teachers who I think like you have something good to say. You have something wise to say that is uh, enlightening and is informative and it's actually forming me. But what I found was that there were times when I would listen to these, some of these people who, again, I'm grateful for, but I wasn't thinking with the mind of Christ. And so then what I would do is I would listen to scripture because I, I love audiobooks, And so one of the audiobooks I have is the Bible. And I found that when I would listen to the Bible, I wouldn't just get more information. I wouldn't just be reminded of a story or introduced to a new story that maybe I had forgotten or whatever the thing is, a new element. But it was that my lens, my worldview was being shaped. Um, and I don't know if you, I'm sure you've heard the story of St. Ignatius of Loyola when he had broken his his leg and he was convalescing in, I think, his sister-in-law's house or something like this. And he used to read romance novels or stories of like the glory of uh, knights and whatnot. And he'd also read stories of the saints and life of Jesus. And he said that after he read those stories of those knights, he said, I, during, while I was reading them, I felt like charge it up. I wouldn't want it to live like that. But afterwards, I had like a sugar crash. It's kind of like this disappointment he experienced versus reading the life of Christ. He was lifted up, but then afterwards it, he was sustained. It was like the sense of like, this was something not just inspiring, not just uh, powerful, but it was something that was good and true and beautiful that had lasting effect. And that's what I found was I found that when I listened to, to scripture, that it had this lasting effect in me that, um, because it had shaped my lens of looking at the world. Um, and it reminded me of like, I just, here's an example. Um, I was reading uh, the book of Judges and you know, that, that sense of the last line of, in those days, there was no king in Israel and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. And that sense of man, the lawlessness kind of a sense or people who are striving after the Lord, but then unfaithful to him. And this, how God continued to work with their brokenness was mm -hmm. one of the things that just, again, it kept, reminding me as a touch point, it kept shaping how I was um, living through like, I don't know, pandemic times <laughs> and living through just like trying to be with others in in the midst of their brokenness and their crises of their lives. And it just, again, it wasn't just like I got a, a, a nugget of here's a nugget of truth or here's a little kernel of something good. It was more like, uh, again, my lens or the way I was looking at the world and really interpreting what I was going through, living through was being shaped. It was being mm -hmm. like fashioned. And so that was a, that was a really big conviction of like, I think we need to do this from a real solidly Catholic perspective. And I don't think of a mm -hmm. more powerful perspective than to go through it via the great adventure of Babel timeline. Well, I think it's going to be so exciting because, you know, in the great adventure, uh, Bible timeline, it's basically taking the entire Bible and, uh, I've got my office is filled with Bibles. I've got the great adventure Bible here, but it's taking the Bible that is 
some would argue it's the most complex book in the world. You know, it's going way back into creation all the way to revelation. And it it's for some people, it's very difficult to read. They don't know how to read it. And what, what you're going to be doing, and I'm going to assist in any way that I can, is that you're going to take people through that entire journey from Genesis to Revelation, not just reading it like it is in the Bible, but you're going to read it in chronological order so that they basically get the story. And I think that that's what's going to make this so different and so unique is that for a year, people are going to soak themselves in God's word and and really get a hold of the story, not just the stories, which you and I could talk about the stories day and night, but it's the story. And that story is really going to illuminate people's lives and give them direction in their life and correction and and it's going to give them hope and a foundation on which they can they can really trust trust the Lord. And let's admit it, most Catholics that we know of, not not I'm not talking about people who would follow you on social media or people who have gone through the great adventure, but Catholics in general in the country, right. um, they don't have that real personal relationship with the Word of God, and I think you're going to be bringing that to them. Well, I think that you nailed it when you said that one of the things the Great Adventure timeline does, and I think this podcast is 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 shooting for, is to get the story, not just the stories. And and I I love that because um so we were talking before we started recording about like our original our first Bibles, um and I went to get my first Bible and I saw next to it my actual kind of first Bible. My first Bible is this one, um is the picture Bible, which is ah. uh, like a comic book Bible. It's uh, it's awesome. It is this like every page is. Here's the. Did you underline? Did you highlight? Jack Abendigo. <laughs> so I have underlined, highlighted notes. But it, this was this was. I mean, I got this for my first Holy Communion. So when I was yeah. when I was in second grade, still have it, and I lent it to my little sister when her first Holy Communion. I lent it to my little brother. Took it back after he got done with it. And now <laughs> what I do for all of my nieces and nephews is there is a new version of this called the Action Bible. They know their parents know that Uncle Father Mike is going to give them an action Bible for this all this to all the second graders when they get it, because (laughs) part of it is, um, like you said, it can be so daunting for us Mm -hmm. um, as as anyone as Christians, specifically as Catholics. Like I don't because I don't want to get it wrong. I think one of the things that as Catholics we have is um, going for us and kind of going against us is we don't want to get it wrong. We don't want to read it and misinterpret it. We don't want to read it and misunderstand it. And so mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of like there's hesitation. And so what I've always wanted to do with my nieces and nephews is get them started um, by having something that's accessible. And then the really cool thing is um, my oldest nephew, I think he was the first one that I ever gave the Action Bible to, um, he went to one of our camps and at one of, in junior high, so sixth grade. And in uh, at camp, we said, you know, all campers, what we want you to do is we want you to get um, your Bible your actual Bible and read 10, 15 minutes a day. And Max is his name. Max just, he started doing it. He, I mean, he would have it in the car when his parents mm-hmm. were driving him to this and that. And he'd just read the Bible. Um, I remember being so struck by a couple things. One was years later, he's a senior this year. Uh, so a couple of years ago, one of his cousins, one of my nieces, second grade, got the action Bible. And then her parents got her um, like a pack of trivia cards based off the action mm-hmm. Bible, just kind of like, and, and it was thing, things like this. The first question was, um, who am I? And it had a list of uh, identifiers. And the first identifier of this person, guess who I am, was uh, son of Cush. 
And Max, here he is as a probably at that point, maybe 15 or 14 year old, maybe 15 year old. He was like, oh, King Saul. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh my gosh, how did you know that? He's like, well, it's in the Bible. And I, yeah. <laughs> you, Hello. you told us at camp to read it 10 to 15 minutes a day. So of course I do. And I was just like, man, oh man. And even just last I, weekend I was talking with him and the way that even just starting at sixth grade and now he's in 12th grade, those six years of regular, not perfect, but regular exposing himself to scripture, he just knew so much. We just in, came out in a normal conversation of just, oh, this is such and such about scripture. And that's the thing is like, that's the goal, right? That's one of the things we, we want is um, for all Catholics, not just those who have gone through the great adventure and not just those mm -hmm. who, um, you know, as you said, social media or here on our campus, um, but all Catholics to be able to say, this is accessible to me and I know it, like it's, it gets in my bones. Um, right. So my question for you, I'm gonna throw this back to you, is um, when did you first let the word of God, like when did it first like in impact you and get in your bones? Oh, I know because I know exactly when it was. Um, I, exactly. Give me a moment here. I'll tell you exactly when it got a hold of me. And I got a picture of it. I got a picture Seriously? of the time. Yeah, I got a picture. <laughs> I It was uh, 19. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and I, it was my first communion. It was 1971, May 1st, 1971. I was confirmed and I received two Bibles for my confirmation. And my uh, that night when I got home, absolute, I'm telling you exactly what happened here. I, I took that Bible and I was just like, whoa, the Bible. And I put it on my end table and I, I looked at it and I, I thought, how do I read it? I wanna read this. I was just drawn to it. And so I came up with this amazing plan, and that is I would open it up in Genesis and I would read one verse a night, and then by the time I was old, say 30, I <laughs> will have read all of it. Well, that lasted about two weeks, and the Bible still sat there all of those years. And here's a picture of me and my mother and my Bible the night of my confirmation. I don't know if you can see that. Oh, yeah. But That's um, awesome. so I, I actually got a picture of it. And from that point on, I, I was always attracted to the Bible, but I didn't actually read it. And I think part of it was that nobody expected me to, you know, I was really never yeah. invited to. And for sure, nobody ever taught me how to read the Bible. And I personally think that's one of the biggest problems that we face is that we don't teach our children how to read the Bible. But then it was when I was 18 years old, I was a college student and I was attracted to Emily, who had become my, my wife one day. And I went over to her house and her mother was a real strong Bible Christian. And I went into the, into the kitchen and there was a Bible opened up and she sat there with this 18-year-old kid, long hair down to here and uh, bell-bottom jeans and everything. And she sat and she started talking to me from the Bible that God loved me and that God had a plan for my life. And I'll tell you what, I mean, you're 18 years old. You're not attracted to just middle-aged women teaching religion, you know? Yeah. But yeah. It, was, it was that Bible. It was her relationship with the Bible that it just drew me in. And I wanted to know this Bible. I wanted to know the God of the Bible. This is my mother-in-law's Bible, the Bible she had that day. Wow, when, really? Uh, I, I first met her. She passed away last year. 
but uh, this is Alice's well-worn Bible that uh, she read to me. And so this is very, very important. And, you know, you've got different Bibles, I'm sure, too. And I've got, this is my grandfather's Bible. And wow. uh, it's probably my most treasured possession because it still has in it the, um, the bulletin from the week he died right in that place. And wow. he underlined verses, he wrote things in the column, and this is near to my heart. So yeah, I that's incredible. where the Bible really came, up, came alive to me. Well, how, is your grandfather, so he was a Catholic Bible reader? No, no he, he wasn't, wasn't actually, and I didn't know. I, you know, when it came to my, my dad's side of the family, I really didn't know their faith that well until after they had passed away. And then all of a sudden we realized, wow, he was deep into Scripture. Yeah. And, and, you know, he could have just passed away, and without the Bible, I wouldn't have known much. But the Bible left me a legacy. You know, it, it that's left the word, legacy. traces of yeah. my, what's that? That word legacy has just been, it's been like kind of uh, turning around in my heart and my mind lately. And what you're mm. describing, I was just thinking of that with, both with your mother-in-law and with your grandfather yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the touch points to me were my, my mother-in-law, my grandfather, my confirmation night. And, uh, and then at 18 years of age, when I really got serious about serving the Lord, the Bible really became the focus of my life. And I couldn't even return to my college classes, literally. And my parents were not real happy about that. But I would sit outside the classroom with, with, uh, with this Bible that I bought, <laughs> and I just read it and read it and read it. And, uh, and it has really become my life. And, you know, for me, the, the Bible is, it is my life. Uh, now, I don't mean that in the sense of the sacraments are not, you know, or anything like right, that. Right. But, you know, when you're going through tough times in your life, like, like um, now with so many people who are struggling with, uh, you know, worldwide pandemic, election results, whatever it might be, you know, of health problems, just literally walking into my living room and seeing my Bible on the counter or on the, on the coffee table, it just brings hope to me knowing mm. There's someone who doesn't change, you know. Yeah. There's there's someone I can I can build my life on. That is Jesus Christ, and He actually wrote me letters, you know, to guide me and direct me and to to comfort me and uh, correct me and 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 show me who I am and what what His plan is for my life. And so, uh, I've never left the Bible, and uh, yeah. I get excited every time someone picks one up and says, "I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I love it." <laughs> That's awesome. The um, you mentioned your you had your your first. I had my picture Bible, but at one point, um, I had I knew I was in high school, and the paper was probably nineteen ninety one. I think was when it was. Uh, so thirty plus years ago, or thirty less. I don't know twenty nine. I'm not sure. I'm not good at math. Um, let's read the Bible. Uh, I had asked my parents for Christmas um, for a Bible of my own, like an adult Bible. I remember specifically saying, "Can I have an adult Bible, like a big kids Bible?" Um, and it's this this new American Bible that has been uh, I've duct taped that this is like the I think the fourth of duct taped together. But just like even I look back through this and I think like here are not just my my markings like just my my notes inside the Bible yeah. that um, I'll go back to when I was in high school and reading is particularly you mentioned like when it came to um, like having that 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 word of hope that you don't, you know, is inside. Um, yeah. You don't even have to necessarily even pick it up sometimes just to be like, nope, there it is. That's God's word to me. Um, I remember just how many times uh, going to confession, even in high school and having the priest say, okay, go home and read Psalm 51. And so just like, that's, 
this is the Bible that I got to know, Psalm 51, this you know Psalm of David yeah. in his repentance and asking for forgiveness and being forgiven. Lord, Lord, wash me more and more from my sin. And it's just like, it, the Bible almost falls open to that page in so many ways because it's like, even back in high school, uh, these priests would direct me to read the Bible even after confession, mm -hmm. as that sense of like, yeah. um, not just as your penance, but also get back to the Lord's word. Let him speak um, through you words that you don't even necessarily have in you. Um, to, and that's the thing too, is like right when we, we read the Lord's word that he's giving us words that we don't even have sometimes. Um, that mm -hmm. if I could say, if I could pray a prayer of repentance, it would sound like this, but um, I don't have those words. And so I can pray them uh, because mm -hmm. God has given us the words. It's just so yeah. incredible. You know what some people do with their Bible, which you're, you're, you're explaining it in your Bible right there. You're going back to high school and you can look in there and you can actually see evidence of where your heart has been, you know? Yeah. And that, and that is that legacy that when you, when you pass away someday, let's say hundred years from now, <laughs> the, <laughs> your nieces and nephews are going to want that hmm. because that's where Uncle Mike lived. That's where yeah. Father Mike lived. And they're gonna want it. You know, and I bought this Bible, my first one right here. I got a leather cover on it now. But in the blank pages at the front and back here, I literally wrote down personal stuff that was going on. And like, for example, listen to this. This is before we were engaged. Emily and I agreed that God would show us what he wanted us to do for our lives. And then I give the date when we were uh, engaged. And then after that, I talk about um, uh, first week in July, we found out we're going to have a baby. Wow. This was big news wow. for us. It was just yeah. unbelievable. I wrote this in my Bible. Emily felt the first move of the baby, November 10th, 1984. And I have on the whole page, all of the movements all the way to when Carly was born. That's in my Bible. I have so much like that in here. And then, you know, I spent so much time in the Bible just writing in, um, <laughs> you can see it's kind of messed up these days though. And uh, <laughs> so I, I had to get my great adventure Bible and start on that uh, now right. as well. Well, let, let's talk a little bit about what, what exactly we're gonna, we're gonna be doing. I should say you, cause you're gonna be on every single day. Um, maybe the best thing is just as, you know, speak of the structure of, yeah. of the entire year, which the great adventure, I'll just, I'll kind of build that structure and then you, you fill in what you're going to do because I think it's going to be exciting. If you're going to read through the Bible in chronological order, you, you have to know how to do it because if you go from Genesis and then hope to go all the way to Revelation, you're not going to get it. I, I right. Trust me, you're, nobody's going to get it if they just do that. They're going to be like, okay, I'm starting in January, Genesis, February, Exodus, March, Leviticus, I quit, <laughs> I'm done. Right. And so what we're gonna do is, is uh, follow the, the structure of the Bible timeline, and that is we're gonna go through 12 periods. In other words, the entire Bible is divided up into 12 color-coded periods, and that's what the Bible timeline chart is about, which people certainly can get. And then out of the 73 books of the Bible, we're, we're picking the 14 narrative books, that is the books that actually take you through the entire story. So you've got Genesis and you've got Exodus and, and you've got uh, Numbers and then you've got Joshua, Judges, 1st and 2nd Samuels, 1st and 2nd Kings, Ezra, Nehemiah, Luke, and Acts. And uh, with th those are the 14 and you're going to be reading through those 
but then what about the other 59 books? Well, you're going to be, and I think this is brilliant, you, you're going to be sprinkling those other 59 books into those 14 books. So right. they're going to get a taste of, I wonder what a prophet sounds like, you know, in the midst of Kings. And I think that that's going to yeah, be exactly. a, a lot of fun. So that's kind of the structure. You take it from there. Yeah, no, I, and I thank you for that because it's, that was the whole, uh, you know, it was kind of the, the revolutionary part of this. There are, I think a number of Bible in a year reading plans. There are probably even a number of Bible in a year podcasts that exist, uh, but I don't know of any that a followed the narrative books and B have, like you said, the sprinkling of those other books and trying to have them as much in context as possible. Because I mean, gosh, if you think about, uh, like you said, here are the prophets. Well, just to kind of dive in, that's kind of what we do at mass, right? We have the lectionary and all of a sudden in the first Sunday of Advent, we're here's Isaiah 63, 64. And then the second Sunday of Advent, we have Isaiah 40. And like, okay, well, yeah. what what is the context for this? And so the idea behind this whole thing that we wanted to do was contextualize the entire Bible, right? To have that, here's part of the story and here's when now, here's Isaiah speaking into this problem that's going on with, you know, uh, the, the kingdom of Judah and that sense of like being able to say, here's the, the call to repentance is now specific to these people, but also obviously uh, timeless in the sense that it's our, our call as well. So the, mm -hmm. right off the bat, if anyone's downloaded the, the Bible in a year reading plan, you can see that after day 11, uh, we we have, you know, Genesis 1 through 11 or day 5, Genesis 1 through 11 um, with some Psalms in there and Proverbs and whatnot. And then we kick off, uh, here is the story of the patriarchs or the era of the patriarchs. And you have um, Genesis 12 and we start the beginning of the book of Job as well. That's the kind of like this, okay, this, this parallel track of not only the unfolding of the patriarchs, but also here's the story of this man um, man, this man, Job, who asks the most ancient of questions. If God is good, then why do I suffer? If God is good, then um, why am I going through what I'm going through? And so it's just this remarkable, I think it's really cool. And also when we get get to Exodus, that's when we begin Leviticus, which would be then kind of this, again, simultaneously as we unfold the law um, in Leviticus, we also are hearing the story of God setting his people free in Exodus right. and saying, okay, I need to give you some structure to your lives as, as I begin to build you up into a, a new people. Um, mm -hmm. And just, I'm mean, really excited about that, how that all will fit together. So uh, yeah. we'll be reading every day, as I said, something from the narrative books until we get yeah, halfway into the year, give or take, we're going to uh, be really living with the prophets because <laughs> there's more prophets than there are narrative books. Um, and, uh, but up until then we have like some narrative and then we have those, I don't want to say ancillary books or supplementary because they're all still right. <laughs> verifiably the word, all of the word of God. <laughs> exactly. Um, with some commentary and not a ton of commentary uh, in the sense of it's not necessarily a study every day, but it's meant mm -hmm. to kind of pull out some nuggets every day of just here's mm -hmm. something that might be difficult to understand, or here is something that just it's worth reflecting on, or it's worth like, let's just underline and highlight um, this phrase or this idea in this particular section that God is trying to communicate to us. And so it's meant to be in some ways a guided tour, uh, as well as uh it's just a proclamation. And that's one of the things I love about um, the idea of the podcast is here is the word of God proclaimed out loud. And I right. think in so many ways that uh, I know for myself, I learn best uh, through my ears and um, especially the word of God. What I've found is it gets to my heart 
uh, more quickly when it goes through my ears. I don't know why, but maybe it's because the word well, of God. Scripture says proclaim. faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, you know? That's why. And so, <laughs> yeah. Well, what, what, what do you think, what, what's your hope? What's your hope for, all, you know, we have so many friends around the world that are yeah. on this journey with us. What do you hope they will get out of this? I mean, this is a year. It's a few mm-hmm. minutes a day, but it's a year. We're, we're, we're promising some things. One is we're going to go through the whole Bible. <laughs> we're going to go through the yeah. whole story. Uh, you're going to get some commentary. But what, what do you hope for them personally in this journey? Yeah, no, I, I that's a great question. Because um, my hope originally was this this vision of changing one's vision. Like really was that, was, was allowing oneself to be like shaped, fashioned by the word of God. Um, so that was it. I mean, that was, that was my first, that's all I can see this as, as just like we're allowing God himself to fashion us with his word. So we're looking at the world differently. But then I was thinking mm-hmm. more and more about it and thinking, you know, there's a certain rootedness as well that I just would love for more and more Catholics to become more deeply grounded, not just in, not quote unquote, just in the word of God, but in God's will itself. Um, I think a lot of times, not only do do we struggle to know how to read the Bible, I think a lot of us struggle with knowing how to pray. And so not just here's a fashion, my worldview, but also this is now allow me to find myself and my, my rootedness and hearing God's word proclaimed, and then meditating on God's word. Like really, truly, to be able to um, turn that, transition this, not just from information, but to real transformation by the power of prayer. So I'm meditating on God's word, and it's actually changing not only the way I see the world, that's the the vision stuff, but it's changing how I now relate with the Lord. Like I really talk to God in a new way because his heart has been revealed to me by what he's done um, through these narrative books, what he's done through his word, what he's done through his prophets. And then thirdly, um, I I have the sense I'm becoming more and more convicted as we get closer and closer to this uh, kind of the, the, the start off kickoff date is of the community that I believe this will form online. I think the the online community of people going through that you've experienced this when it comes to the great adventure, well, all of your Bible studies, Absolutely. that you have a group of people coming together. I just got a picture together. just yesterday from a group in China. <laughs> really? Studying, yeah. That's phenomenal. And so like that sense of like, they're probably together, um, but there's a certain element, I think of all the people who will be listening that that there's a sense of like, okay, I'm not doing this alone. Um, here, mm-hmm. I am on, here I am on you know day 63, um, I'm going to continue not only because I'm getting formed and I'm getting more deeply related to the Lord, but also because I am not alone. And that I, I, my, my hope is that there's a community that, uh, of people that are praying with each other and praying for each other as we're listening to the word of God and journeying through the word of God. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's my, my third hope. So those, those three things, that, that vision, that rootedness and prayer, and then uh, that there's a community of people that comes out of this that's willing and able to support each other in prayer and intercession right. and um, yeah, brotherhood and sisterhood. I do have a hope, I guess myself too. I, I would piggyback on what you're saying there. You know, I, I, over the last, I don't know, five years or so, the Lord is really impressed on me that I'm not just a Christian, not, not like that's bad or anything, but I'm not right. just a Christian. I'm a disciple of Jesus. I'm committed. You know, he said, come follow me. I'm chosen. You know, you're chosen and I'm chosen not to just study. I'm chosen to follow him, to, to pick up his worldview and to do, to do 
his word, to, to accomplish his kingdom and what his will is. And one thing I've learned, Father, and I know you have too, is that you know, Jesus said, do not be afraid more than anything else combined. Right. Do not be afraid. And I ask, well, what's there to be afraid of if I'm going to be following you? I mean, everything's taken care of. It's going to be great every day. Why would I be afraid? And the answer is, is because if you follow Jesus as a disciple, you, um, you are going to go and meet people you never thought you would meet. You're, you're going to yeah. be in situations you never thought you would be in, and you're going to do things and say things that you never it's not my gift. And one thing I've learned, Father, is that in the kingdom of God, to be a disciple doesn't have a lot to do with giftedness. It has to do with passion and relationship. Mm. And so for me to get in deep into scripture is to really get close to Jesus, our Lord, and to find out what do you want me to do? And then to know I've got the power to do it. And so my hope is that there will be thousands and thousands of people who will go beyond reading, listening, and they'll do it. And, yeah. and we'll, yeah. see, we'll see a movement in the world of people who are saying, you know what? I, I want to enter this story. I don't want to just read about it. I want in, which is through the sacraments. I want in. I want to be empowered. I want to start living the great adventure in my life. That's really, I guess, what you know, my hope is on top of what you're saying. Oh, that's, that's incredible because, because it, it is that sense of here is the story but I'm finding my story in the story and I'm finding yeah. myself. So it's not, it's not in just an ancient book, well, full of wisdom, um, but it is speaking to me right now and calling me to do, to act in a certain way right now. Right. That, that, yeah. that sense of, I think, again, we both have experienced that when it comes to, um, I know that when I first started reading the Bible, a lot of what I was looking for was answers. I was looking for answer, not just in to some of the big questions of life. I was looking for answers of like, what should I do? What can I do right now? God, do, are you calling me this way or that way? Um, and I wanted to play the, the Bible roulette, you know, where it's just like flip open the book and, and I <laughs> yeah, put I my finger before. down the page and it's like, go be a priest now, or don't go be a priest, marry Karin. You know, like that, the sense of like that, I didn't find that <laughs> to ever be, to be the case. Um, but what about my yeah. life, Lord? Jesus wept. <laughs> <laughs> but in that, um, over the course of time, realizing just because I wasn't getting an answer to that specific question mm -hmm. in the specific way that I wanted, every time I went back to the word of God, God was calling me forward, not just like, here's another thing to know, but here is my voice. And, and gosh, and it, you, you've taught me so much about this, but in so many ways, you know, Jesus says, uh, I know my sheep and they know me and they recognize my voice and they do not recognize the voice of strangers, but they do recognize my voice. And the more and more I think that we expose ourselves to God's word, the more and more we no, like, oh, this is the voice of God versus no, that is the voice of a counterfeit or that's the voice of the destroyer or the thief, the liar. Um, and yeah, I think so many, so many of us can be really held hostage by those false voices. I think too many of us maybe are held hostage by those, those, the voice of the, the thief who comes to steal, kill and destroy. And uh, too few of us know how to really, really, truly identify uh, the voice of our Lord, the voice of the shepherd. Um, who calls us to, you know, obviously to repentance, but it calls us to freedom, calls us to life and reminds us like you, yeah. like your mother-in-law had said, Jeff, here is what God wants to say about you, about how he yeah. sees you and his love for you. 
That's so good. Uh, kind of shifting gears a little bit. You and I have talked about this a lot. And uh, uh, we, for, for those of you joining us, Father Mike and I have a lot in common about things, about Bibles and about <laughs> writing in our Bibles. And along this journey, we're going we're gonna to introduce some new ideas, I think. You know, pop them in. I'm not going to tell you what yeah. they all are right now, but we do have some surprises. But they're ahead. big. That's going to be big, big surprises. <laughs> but I, I've got to ask you, uh, and then I'll, re I'll reveal the brand of pencils I use. Do you write in your Bible? So I, I prefer to underline and to bracket in my Bible. Um, okay. I, will, I will write in the front and I'll write in the back. So you mentioned how you have uh, um, some, some dates, some, some key uh, moments in your life. Um, right. I have on some of the pages, intro pages, I have things like uh, some, some, some things that the Lord spoke to me through his word Personal. and through other people that I just yeah. like, here is, here is this, uh, ah, these images and they're, they're almost a little bit too, uh, too close. Too I don't know if I can say them out loud. And so, um, so I do write, but I don't necessarily always write little notes in the margin, but you, I know yeah. you do. But you underline verses that will uh, oh, they yeah. mean Heck something yes. to you or you're teaching from them. Yep, absolutely. And I have so many, oh gosh. And also I like, because of you as well, highlighter. Um, so I have different <laughs> colors of highlighter when it comes to like, here's breaking down some ideas. I mean, there are so many areas in here. Um, every one of the gospels is just marked with <laughs> pink and blue and yellow. And it's great. Well, that I've been using, I've been using, and we'll, we'll share this as we go along, but uh, I've been using this brand here uh, called Karandash. It's a Swiss brand, and I like it. I, I use I use colored pencils. I'll show you the colored pencils here. There you go. I use colored pencils to uh, highlight in my Bible, and I use I use pens to write in the column and and so forth. But it's it's very personal, isn't it? I mean, yeah, you're yeah. you're underlining things that pop, or and I think that as people go through this year with you, um, they're going to be hearing it. It's a podcast, mm -hmm. but we do encourage people to get the Bible. And yeah, to, sure. to take a moment that day, maybe highlight something that really meant something to you. You can even have color schemes, which we'll talk about later, but you know, a green can be growth. Uh, red can be no stop sin, you know, yeah. and it, you can come up with, and it's a lot of fun actually to, to do it and to share it with other people of what, you know, how you're getting into the word of God and what, you know, the, the word of God is just so powerful that you could read it and I could read it and 500 of our of our friends that are going to be joining us or thousands of them would read the same text but they're going to hear it differently mm -hmm. you know god may speak to them in a different way than he speaks to us and that's just the beauty of and the, it speaks of the depth of god's word and uh, i think that by the time people are done with this year their life's going to be different i really do because yeah. of the power of the of the word of god this is one of my favorite verses and it's, I mean, it's no stranger to you. Obviously, it's 2 Timothy 3.16. It says, uh, all scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. And I think that that verse really kind of encapsul encapsulizes what, yeah. what you're going to be doing is that the, the, the scripture vision. is inspired. Talk to... You might want to mention a little bit about inspiration because this isn't just another book. I mean, what makes this book so different, you know? Yeah. Well, no, I'm glad you asked that question. Before that, though, I do want to emphasize what you just said, which is, um, so I, when I'm reading, I'm reading from The Great Adventure 
Bible. And uh, one of the things that can happen is I can hear it and then like, oh, that was really good. But if I don't have a way of capturing it, then mm-hmm. it can elude me the next day. And I'm like, oh yeah, I remember this. But I, so what I need to do is even as I'm hearing, I need to go back and say, okay, that, like you said, here's the underline, here's the highlighting, um, or here's even that notation, because uh, it's, it's one of those things where we are, <laughs> we can take in a lot of stuff, but at some point the, the sieve gets a little leaky. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and so I need to go back and, and say, that was this, I need to have a, like an actual tangible record of even what I heard, which I think is just mm-hmm. so good. Well, your but Bible you becomes said, kind of a, kind yeah. of a, a spiritual a diary in a sense, yeah. you know, I mean, you can go through it and, and you can see where you've been. Well, it's almost Very like powerful. one of those, um, those like map my run type apps oh, where, yeah. you know, you take the phone with you and you go on a bike ride, you go on a run or whatever. And then it says, this is where you were. And it's mm-hmm. kind of good to be able to look back. It's like, I know where I was, but like, no, yeah. this is the route I took. And oh, on this corner, that's right. That's that big hill right there. And this, there's something about it that you have a record of where you've been that, yeah. um, that then we have a, a greater sense of where we're going and what God is doing, as opposed to mm. not having any record, just our, our memories. And and how many times does scripture talk about like, remember, remember, remember what the Lord has done. Remember how he delivered uh, your ancestors from slavery. Remember these things because why? Because we forget. God has to tell us to remember so often because we forget so often. Um, yeah, so it's just, that's, uh, I think that having that that written recorded record is so, so you're going to be doing this every single day. It's going to be a podcast. People know about podcasts, basically, and that, yeah. that is that uh, on your on your smartphone, you're going to carry this around with you. Um, I think everyone's going to have a different time to listen to it. You know, some people are going to be listening on the way to work, some people mm-hmm. on the way home. Um, you know, different 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 uh, times. But I think it's also a good thing to share with other people. You know, of join yeah. me. You know, yeah. just to get, you get your friends say, Hey, let's do it together. Let's do this together. And maybe at work or, um, or in the morning or whatever, we can get together and we can, we can talk about it once a week or, or whatever. Or if you're at work, you know, or at a church, the staff could even talk about it together a right. little bit. It might be a, a point of contact. Well, even as you, as you noted, like, I mean, there are, there are so many times where I'll, I'll listen to, um, people who are like coaching when it comes to parishes mm-hmm. and they one of the things that happens in some of these coaching seminars or these like great parishes like amazing parish being one of those things they talk about how often staffs on parishes don't necessarily talk about their faith they don't actually talk about their relationship with the lord they are just doing the business of running a parish or serving a, a, a their parishioners and so this could be one of those really like what do you call like lo- easy access like low barrier of entry kind of ways for like having that discussion of saying like on the way to work, I listened to mm-hmm. the podcast at, you know, 1.5 speed and <laughs> I got through the whole thing in 10, 15 minutes or whatever the thing it takes um, because there's an opportunity there. Uh, I've actually, you know, when you mentioned that on the way to work, that was the thing. I remember talking with this man named Todd and Todd owns a CrossFit gym um, in Baxter. Or he used to before he moved down to Florida with his family. And uh, he was saying, he's like, hey, I, I joined the gym uh, with my my sister and brother-in-law, they were there and they said, hey, come along with us. And so I'm talking to Todd. And at one point he talked about his commute to work at you know four in the morning to be there before mm-hmm. the 5 a.m. class. And I said, well, what do you do on that drive? He's like, oh, no, no, no. That's the favorite part of my favorite part of the day is my drive in. I was like, how come? He's like, because I listen to the Bible. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I just I just love that. That's that's part of my devotions every morning as I'm driving um, to 
my gym and I'm listening yeah. to God's word and it just shapes the rest of my day. And even him saying that sparked our conversation about, I mean, he knew I was a priest and everything, but, but it, it, it gave like permission to be able to talk about the deeper things because he had been shaped mm -hmm. that morning by God's word and just it was living inside of him. And I think yeah. that that is yeah one of the goals. Uh, I have to admit that uh, I listen to the Bible on my uh, phone as well, or I might listen to a favorite podcast, you know, on my phone. And, and so sometimes I'm like, oh, I want to hear, I want to listen to the rest of that. Honey, <laughs> do you need anything at the store? <laughs> I need to get back in the car. <laughs> and I, and I, can I go back in the car and listen to it? You know, another great idea would be, and people are always looking for ideas on how to right. incorporate scripture into their life, is, well, what if, what if a family has... They have two teenagers or three teenagers or junior high kids. And maybe this could become a point during dinner. It's not going to be that long, maybe after dinner or dinner, where you could play this and uh, discuss a little bit as well. I mean, it's not going to be that long. And maybe people could use it in creative ways that way. Love yeah. to hear their ideas. Well, it's such an Yeah, that's the thing is like, I think this out of this community are going to be a lot of ideas of what what works, what doesn't work, what's worked for some people and some families, what's worked for some individuals. And I think that that could be a, again, I just, I'm looking forward to the community that's going to be formed out of this interceding on behalf of each other, but also giving each other ideas of like, here's how, I mean, like you mentioned, you can share podcasts. So here is a poignant reading from scripture that like struck someone. They actually have the ability to share, share to right their family members, share to friends, or share, share to social media and say, this was something that struck me today of God's word um, that uh, has changed my day, has changed my heart. Yeah. And you've had such a big impact on uh, young adults and uh, and teens. And I know you have a big impact on adults as well. You're, you're just that guy. You have an impact <laughs> on everybody. But how many people would, would like to, to say, well, I wish I could ask you know Father Mike a question. Right. And in 365 days, I would think you're probably going to be addressing a lot of people's questions and you know what they're what they're asking in life. And sometimes they don't even know until it's right. brought up. And they go, "Oh my gosh, I, I've been dealing with that in my, you know, in my own life." And and it's it's going to become a, a wonderful tool there. Uh, real quickly, I, I just want to share a little bit about the Great Adventure Bible because this is what you're going to be using. It is, it's is—it's unlike any other Bible, and uh, kudos to Ascension Press. I mean, they did a great job of, of taking the idea of reading the Bible in chronological order and putting the Bible timeline chart actually into the book. And so it's different in that, and if I, this is on the side, you can see it's color-coded. And the, the Bible, the Great Adventure Bible takes the entire Bible and divides it into, into 12 periods, color-coded. Give you a crude look at that. That's the chart. I can show you. <laughs> and, then the, and then on the back, you've got... So it takes the entire Bible and puts it into 12 color-coded periods. And then... Then it shows you the 14 books. Those are the books that go through the entire Bible, and then the other 59 fits somewhere in right. there. And that's kind of the, the beauty of, of the Bible there. But it also has in it a wonderful article on how to interpret Scripture. And it also has an article on how to pray Scripture or do Lexio Divina and, and an introduction on how to use the Bible. So if, if people don't have a Bible, I really encourage you to get one that you can live in. That means mm -hmm. write in it. Some people, they'll probably say this to you too, Father, and say, oh, I could never write in my Bible. So I say, <laughs> fine, put that Bible on the shelf, go buy it another one that you can write in. Right. Fine. Let's give yourself permission to do that. 
Yeah. And it's usually, isn't it the first time you write in it? That's the toughest, isn't it? Well, yeah, because you just, you know, you, you want to keep it clean. Um, you, do you bullet journal? I do. I do a bullet journal, I, but I'm variation. starting to do something a little different. Yeah. But yeah. but in that, you know, I started doing that a bunch of years ago, probably also from you. Um, and, you know, you see people's like their, their layouts or their spreads and you're like, oh, I, I, I need to make it perfect. And then you get to the place where you have to cross stuff out and like, well, I need a new journal now because I had to cross stuff out. It doesn't look perfect. But when you start <laughs> doing in your writing in your Bible and you're like, oh, I misspelled this word. I had to cross it out and recorrect. Like, oh, it's OK. Like, it's completely fine to be able to mark up your Bible and not have it look uh, pristine because, I mean, also that's kind of life in, in many, many ways. Well, you um, know what, what I did? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to yeah, show but, you an example of that. Well, you go, go for it. I was going to change the subject. Okay. So. I, I, I did that. I, I started with this Bible, the first one I bought. I, I underlined so carefully, you know, and I had my yeah. color system and everything. And I was only going to sure use this one yep. pen. Then I started getting this, oh, that's such a cool verse. And I, anybody got a pen? And I started <laughs> writing with everything. And then I got, I wanted to highlight, and I got a wet marker, not yeah. even knowing what happens when you put a wet marker on, on Bible paper. And so in 1 Corinthians 13, I did it. Now, this is perfection. Yeah, that looks amazing. <laughs> and the problem with it was it also highlighted chapters 14 and 15 <laughs> on the other side. And I'm like, no. I've but ruined my I've Bible. Used it all, I've used it all these years. And it's sort of like, uh, you know, when I bought a brand new uh, Subaru, everything was just perfect. And then I came out from a store one time and someone had dinged the side of my Subaru. I'm yeah. like, no, it's wrecked now. It's wrecked. I'm going to have to get a new one. <laughs> that's life. That's life. And you're going to make mistakes when you when you highlight in your Bible. But that's all part of it. It's you and it's life. And just jump in and do it. <laughs> yeah. One, one last thing before uh, we might have to end, end our time right now. But uh, you mentioned you've, you're holding up the Bible timeline and the whole, the color-coded. And we get to the Messianic age being the gold. Um, mm -hmm. One great thing about this is we had looked at this and said, wait, we have these 14 narrative books, uh, if we're going to be doing this chronologically, we won't get to the New Testament until, I don't know, somewhere around November. And that doesn't seem right. And so what we were able to do was we were able to insert Messianic checkpoints. And so roughly three-ish months into um, the, the timeline, three months into the podcast, we have a week of the gospel. And we go through one gospel in roughly a week, every quarter. And so that, that sense of like being able to even just kind of like zoom out and say, okay, you know what, what has been said, which is here is the old Testament hidden or revealed in the new and the new Testament hidden in the old, these messianic checkpoints being opportunities of like, I, I I'm so excited about them too, because I just keep imagining and just anticipating the community of people who will be listening and going through the Bible with us to be able to take in an entire gospel in a week. And just yeah. be able to allow it to just like, that was the story. That was how Mark, how, you know, Peter proclaimed the gospel via Mark. And here's how Matthew proclaimed the gospel via his gospel, you know, and mm -hmm. just, I, I, I love this, uh, how it's going to happen. And just to know that around the world, there are Catholics who are going to be hearing the entire gospel in one week at four different times throughout the course of the year. And it's like, yeah. oh, it's genius. Whoever thought and of that, he, and, <laughs> give him a raise. 
and if, and if any if anybody if anybody thinks you know as I go through I don't know I've never done this before and maybe I'll get confused um with your permission, I think I'm going to be joining you once in a while oh, to yeah, absolutely. sort of yes. explain the major movements, you know, that you come, all of a sudden you, you're reading and then, oh, oh, okay, I'm going to come in with timeout. There's what you're about mm -hmm. to enter here. Let me tell you where you're going. And then you're going to take them right through there. So I'm going to come in, you know, here and there to, to just sort of give the historical, okay, there's, here's where you're going to be walking. And this is where most people get lost. Right. You know? Right. Which I'm excited so for it and really honored that you're it. willing to do that. Because again, if there's anyone that I, I, I sound like I began this whole thing with maybe too much praise, not true, not too much praise. I, I want to end with too much praise, but I don't think anyone person has taught me more about scripture than you have. And, um, oh, that's, yeah, that's nine kind. years of theology undergrad and major seminary um and none and even studying afterwards i don't think there's anyone who's taught me more and so i'm so grateful for your willingness to to be part to do that as well not only to create this but also to continue to contribute well this to is it not because, a, it's not a praise yeah. party but i'll tell you you i don't know of anyone who, who has really had such an impact on on people at, at such a basic level of follow jesus follow jesus and the way what you're saying and the way you communicate it resonates with people and that's why i think this project that was was your idea is going to yield incredible fruit and we need to remember to be in prayer for everybody that is going yeah. through this yeah. because uh their life is going to be transformed by the power of the word you know the scripture says my word uh, which goes out does not return empty. It will accomplish that which I purposed. And yeah. and this book is unlike any other book. It's not just data, it's transformation. And if it gets into your heart, prepare yourself, you're going to get changed. Yeah, you're going to get changed if you'll Amen. submit yourself to it. So good. Ah, thank yeah. you. Amen. It's going to be good. Should we pray for all yeah. of those who are going to be going through it? And, and how do people get in touch? How do people get in touch? Yes, with, uh, so... Um, they can uh, go to wherever they listen to their podcast and they can subscribe. Just go to Bible in a Year podcast with Father Mike Schmitz. Um, they can also text the word Catholic Bible, which is two words, but scrunch them together with no spaces, Catholic Bible to the number 33777. Um, or they can download the uh, Bible reading plan by going to ascensionpress.com slash Bible in a year, all one word again, Bible in a year, sessionpress.com slash Bible in a year. And uh, they'll get the reading plan and they'll get updates. And uh, it's, yeah, they, that's, yeah. that's the best way to get in contact and get connected. Should we both pray? We'll pray yeah. for our people. I'll, I'll open it. I'll just pray. And then if you want to conclude, uh, that'd be great. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, I, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord, for coming to us and in inviting us to be a part of the life of the Trinity. I thank you for choosing us to not only know your ways, but to, to be involved in your kingdom and, and uh, your plan for the world. I thank you, Lord, for Father Mike and, and what's going to take place over, over a year's period of soaking people in your word. And I do pray, Lord, for all those who are going to join us, that their lives would be transformed, that they would become like you in thought and deed, in every way. I pray that this will be a new beginning for people as they have a relationship with you through your word. Father, we ask that you please hear this prayer and receive our thanks, receive our praise. Uh, thank you for, for not withholding yourself from us, but for giving yourself to us so fully. Uh, through your word and through your word made flesh. 
uh, by giving us uh, sacred scripture, by giving us sacred tradition, by giving us this teaching office of the church that we can just, we can stand upon your promises. We can stand upon your truth. We can stand upon um, all that you've revealed to us. And we just give you praise and thank you for this. Thank you for the giving us this opportunity. Thank you for the technology that exists, that not only are we able to have this conversation now, but we're able to, wherever we are, have access to your word proclaimed to us. Thank you for this opportunity to to do this Bible in a Year podcast. And we thank you in advance for all that you will accomplish uh, in us and through this. May you be praised and glorified. May you be loved throughout the world and especially in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Talk later. Thanks. Thanks.